This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, that's right. It's hour four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. The Rangers fall to the Cubs 9-6 in spring training action. Just went final. Jared Sandler's going to join us in 10 or 20 minutes, something like that. Dak Prescott Audio. He was at the Grant Halliburton foundation's annual beacon of hope luncheon have a couple of cuts here general at your service if you see me bear me na there's brian Broadus, former nfl and cowboy scout lucius alexander is in the pimp cup over there master control keeping the gators down and he does have la live coming up at 5 40 here for you uh bobby belt about 5 30 cowboys insider we'll check and chia follow here in the talk booth and, and carter freeman coordinating your video you can watch us online twitch youtube 105 through the fan.com Okay, a uh, couple of cuts here. Salute to Calvin Watkins. He's been uh, working this Cowboys beat. Had a mock draft. We talked about that earlier. And he was at the Grand Halliburton today uh, and, and got the audio, posted it on, on Twitter. And Calvin's going to join us coming up in about an hour. We'll talk some Cowboys offseason uh, with the, the writer from the Morning News, Calvin Watkins, here in about 60 minutes. But here's Dak Prescott talking about Mike McCarthy calling plays uh, on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, I'm a guy that's, that's excited for, for what's next. Uh, always optimistic. Um, ex- no, no Mike's history and calling the plays has had a lot of success. So uh, excited for that. I know he's excited to get back into it, um, to dive into it, to, to, to uh, be able to call the plays and just to be so engaged. And so um, it's a change, but it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited for it, too. Um, to, to, to. You know, I, I, I do think it's tough if you're Dak that things are going to change in a, in a way that might challenge you to get out of your comfort zone. But after watching so much of Kellen Moore, I'm excited by that. And I feel like Mike McCarthy with his resume is probably the most qualified offensive guy in that building, um, you know, to come up with the right game plan. So that's where I'm at. But Brian, Wolchuk, follow. I don't think I have a lot of company here. I, I think I'm very much an outlier in being excited about this shift and what Dak might be able to do as far as taking his game to the next level with, uh, with Mike McCarthy calling the plays and designing the offense. Yeah, I think that you're there's there's a there's an aspect to what they're going to do here that just feels like it's hey we are trying to just avoid risks and win a bunch of games 20 to 17 17 to 16 and that's certainly not sexy and it's not something that you are seeing teams do a ton of winning. Like, the teams that are winning, it's because their quarterback is a huge reason why. Didn't we see a lot of examples, though, where they were running it quite a bit and hitting explosive plays in the passing game? I I think that's the thing. I I think if you try to pass the ball 40 times 
you'll get X amount of explosive plays. I think if you pass it 25 times and you're successfully running the ball, you will get X plus. Yeah. But because you've set them up for those big passing plays. I certainly get that. I mean, if you're going to have a dominant rushing attack, then then that's going to I mean, that's definitely going to help your quarterback and it should in turn help your passing attack as well, especially if you're going to be willing to lean into play action and stuff like that, but if are you going to play into your quarterback strengths with the quick passing game and being super uh, pinpoint and precise consistently with his throws? Are you going to play in a 15-yard box where everybody knows you're just trying to get the ball out quick and you're asking them to some extent like quick passing game and that's what you want to do? Then you got to be precise, man. Like Brady gets by doing that. Everybody on the field knows for a long time, hey, they don't really have a deep threat. Okay, Brady can still beat you that way. I don't know many other quarterbacks that can necessarily consistently beat you that way. Um, And so – some of that stuff is is going to be is going to be frustrating i think certainly for dak if they're going to minimize like what's on his plate you know and, and maybe some maybe there's some truth to that but it sounds like you're really depending on your playmakers for yak and i don't see enough of those so if they had better players i might be a little bit more on board but otherwise i'm like dude you're you're going to expect michael michael gallup i guess to be a huge like he's going to take a lot of 5 yard passes and make them double digit plays like i don't know i don't think you have the talent for that i'm kind of at that point right now where i don't think it ended very well for mike calling plays in green bay so you know i i kind of am also to the point where i felt like that uh we're going to look back on this and say we're going we miss kellen more i think we're going to i think we're going to look at this and say you know what if Kellen Moore was able to manipulate ability to run, the ability to get, make Dak, you know, the offense to move, the first downs, the red zone stuff, score points, I, I'm, I'm kind of that in that mode right now where I think that we're going to look back and say that wow, where's Kellen Moore here? So you think this is a big step back for the team? I, Mike gets fired I, and, and Dak's butts on the line going think, into the final I, year. I think absolutely it is. Mm. I think absolutely it is, and and. And a lot of it is, again, you're banking on, okay, year two of Gallup with the the knee injury. Is he going to be better? What's going to happen at running back? Your primary running back right now is rehabbing with Britt Brown, mm-hmm. trying to get ready. Yep. You've you're got questions at left guard. You know, you, you don't have a left guard unless you want to slide Tyler Smith over there and maybe play uh, Tyron Smith back at left tackle but he wasn't good enough in the time he was playing right tackle. I do think it, 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 there's a fair place where and, I find myself where I'm not going to miss Kellen Moore at all because I know there were legitimate flaws with his offense, and we saw that it got maxed out. And and McC- I, But that doesn't mean I have to like what McCarthy's about to no, do either. No Dalton Schultz, too. You could throw that in there as right, well. Right, but just looking ahead, I and think your all right of this— And right tackle is coming back after a knee injury. Sure, sure. There's well. a lot of doubts on this offense, which is why— there's too many questions to just look at the draft is the only way we're going to solve these problems. They can't do that this offseason. That's their only resource when it comes to team building, and if their plan is we're going to solve everything with the draft – you're going to have a bad season. Yeah, but, they need a they need a J. Ron Curse budget signing to impact the offense. 
You know, uh, that's that's our hope is that you ace the draft and find all those things. Who knows? Maybe they'll make some sort of a trade. But I want to circle to a Mike Lombardi quote that he had. I know you're a big fan. He, he was the best man at your wedding, Brian. He joined us at the Super Bowl. It was great to see you guys reminisce and all that. But he was asked with Sean and RJ uh, what Mike McCarthy had to say. Uh, why, why should Cowboys fans not freak out over Mike McCarthy taking over? He said, to me, it was the most ridiculous interpretation by most of the national media. One guy went on there and analytically said that people don't understand flow of the game, how to manage the game. And what Mike said was probably the best thing that's come out of Dallas in a long, long time because he wants to manage the game. We haven't talked much about that angle, but his other part of it was it's going to help the defense. And I want your guys' thoughts on that. Like, I think the last thing we need to worry about is this defense. I think the last thing we need to worry about is that group over there with Dan Quinn and those guys playing for him. Could they have been better, though, in the second half? Uh, they could have. They surely could have. They surely could have used – uh, a quarterback that wasn't turning the ball over, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that if you know they got they got put in some bad situations. Houston game a couple of different times. You know had some goal line stands that they were able to come up with. You know because of some turnovers, bad turnovers. You know turnovers that ended up being that that went on their ledger that were picked sixes this year. So yeah, I mean yeah, they could have. They absolutely could have used the, some better offensive help. I just don't I just think there's so many questions with the personnel and a guy that really wasn't stepping up and calling plays or being involved in the play calling, you know, while he was the head coach or you know and I, that's unfair. I shouldn't say that because maybe he was clicking over and Kellen Moore and telling him, "Hey, run the damn ball here. You know, do this. You know, do this a little bit better. Think about this right now." You know, I to me, it just he kind of just let Kellen Moore do what he wanted to do. He was not an alpha leader when yeah, it came to handling an inexperienced Kellen Moore. Yeah, I would have, I would have asked for more. Yeah. I, I feel like that he is super happy that Kellen Moore's gone. And there's a bunch of problems with with Mike McCarthy, but I, I I don't think a big problem is where he is now. We're in the off season. We're evaluating how it ended, and now we're coming with 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 a plan to make it better. Like everything that's happened with the Cowboys since he got here, and a lot of the Packers was you know, a success with him coming up with what to emphasize. Now, game management, um, uh, under pressure, work ethic. Like, he's going to need a staff, I think, to help him execute and, and coach and teach all of this stuff. But yeah. I, I think right now we're in the best situation we've been in since Parcells left when it comes to a guy having a clue of w- what the direction of the team needs to be in order to maximize what they have. Okay, so here is an issue that I have as well where it seems like they're going to change the scheme and and take things off of Dak's plate and try and make things a little bit easier for him, right? So they're acknowledging that he's probably not one of these top-flight ridiculous quarterbacks, but they that but they still won't put the talent around him like he's not one of these top-flight quarterbacks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for, we're going to change our scheme because we want to make sure because we don't think our quarterback's quite capable of doing one of these new age kind of offenses. We want to just kind of neuter him a little bit. There we we want to run the ball. We want to score 20 points, but we don't want to add legit talent around him. Yeah. So it's there's a weird disconnect here. Well, you're right because the Cowboys speak out of both sides of their mouth because they're not being honest with the public about what their goals are. Their goals are to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to find whatever words they need to like satisfy the fan base or whatever, but you're dead you're dead right about that and it it doesn't make any sense. It's frustrating for a Cowboy fan that wants to see this team go over the top. Now, Dak also did talk about his contract situation and where he is. This was earlier at the uh, Grand Halliburton event. Here's Dak. 
There's a chance you might go back to the table financially. Are you excited about that? To stay here um, longer than what the... Uh... 100% I'm excited, yeah, to, to be a Dallas Cowboy, as I said. I mean, um, always dream to be here. Um, now that I'm here, I don't expect to play for any other team. Uh, and now it's just about winning. Uh, mm -hmm. So just trying to get that done. Um, and just to hear, obviously, as you say, in the front office, um, looking forward, forward to an extension. So when that time comes, it'll happen. Um, kind of uh, with Steven on it, it may just happen overnight. But uh, <laughs> when it happens, it happens. It'll be great. Man, they'll come with some serious questions at a charity event, won't they? Yeah. Those 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 reporters, they they stake these guys out at the, at their events and know their off season schedule and they're ready for the big questions because mm -hmm. they know how much of an appetite there is for it. I don't. I didn't hear the the excited Dak though. Frustrated no, for no, sure. No. Seems frustrated. Maybe irritated. I don't know. To me, I, I do think that he's a little bit uncertain about everything that's going down. This I don't know if Dak's a huge fan of, of the changes that are going on here. I don't think I don't think he is either. We'll and, see. And, you know, usually Dak is your you're right. Gavin is very upbeat about exciting. You know, I mean he could give you coach speak and and do all that. I think that if, you know, when Calvin stopped asking him questions, he probably went up to Calvin and was like, Listen, man, it, it is what it is right now. You know, I, I had I had great success with Kellen Moore. Was it playoff success and all that? No. Numbers wise, do we do all right? Yeah. Do we have a top five offense? Yeah. He goes, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy. I don't know. And, and, and I just mentioned all those changes. He has to look at the same thing. There's questions about his offensive line. There's questions about his running game. There's questions about his receiver. There's questions about his tight end. How do you be confident that, you know, he, that all this is going to take care of itself? And then yeah. I got a new play caller. And one of his friends in Kellen Moore sounds like he wanted to leave the situation so yeah who, who knows how much well, disagreement there could be in I, there. I think that I think that's a lot of this is Mike conveniently is blaming uh Dak and I mean blaming Dak by wanting to change things offensively scheme wise where he should have just come out and said listen I didn't like what Kellen was doing scheme wise here I didn't appreciate the option routes I didn't appreciate him running the ball on early downs the way he did I didn't appreciate the red zone stuff that he was doing you know, if Mike would have said that, I would have had a lot more respect. But he kind of put it on Dak Prescott as we, we've we got to, like, pull him back. We've got to do things differently to help him. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and he's probably thinking like, whoa, bro, <laughs> you know, we, we were, we, you know, we won 25 games. And again, it's not the playoff success. This is kind of like Pete Carroll with Russell Wilson trying to yeah. dial him in. And was it an indictment of Russell Wilson or is it complimentary football? Yeah. Are, are we finding ways to reduce the chances that you throw picks, keep the yeah. chains moving and keep our defense fresh? And I, I think there is something to that. There is. You know, you only have so many good rushes. And if you're spent yes. in the fourth quarter and tired, which Micah Parsons looked to be quite often, I, I think there's an edge if you could have one or two less series by the time you get to five minutes left. We could have – it's funny. We were just talking about the Mavericks and how many tight games that they're in. This very well could be the Dallas Cowboys next year. One of those things where they're in a lot of these games where – Yeah, you know, they want to win one 2017. Yeah, one possession, second to last possession of the game, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sarkeesian on practice for Arch – there are some plays that he'd love to have back, and there are some other plays that he made. Everybody was like, wow, that's a heck of a play. He brings a worker's mentality, and he wants to be really good in this game. Spring football happening down there, and I think we're going to be talking about a lot about this this quarterback uh, a battle. Uh, I'm about to call it, though. It, it just seems weird. I, I, don't think, I think what's going on here is this is Cooper's kid. It's not Eli or Peyton's kid, okay? Cooper was a wide receiver. I, and I, I I don't know. Like, 
you're you're from the same granddad, but I think granddad handed most of it down to uncles. And maybe you're a little bit faster. Maybe you got mom's speed, but not mom's arm. I don't know how genetics plays out, but like, come on, we need to see something more encouraging from Arch Manning. Like, there are some plays he'd love to have back. That's that's not a freshman that's going to step in and, and light the world on fire. It is just one quote from his practice, but you combine that with how uh, high school football was going on, and I don't know. It seems like a name. It seems like a name more than, you know, the ability. I think this is Quinn Ewer's job. The expectations at Texas this year are preseason to win the Big 12. Yeah. You know, they're talking about them going out and and finishing very well in the national rankings. They don't have time for a quarterback controversy. You know, they better figure out one guy that's going to lead them to the expectations that they have in Austin. Yeah, yeah, find a guy. Uh, All righty, G-Bag Nation, we are going to catch up with Jared Sandler, then Bobby Belt as we kick off the expressway coming up next here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, Nation. It's time to hit the expressway. LA Live with Lucia is coming up in about 20 minutes. Bobby Belt in about 10. It's time now for Jared Sandler, our Rangers insider here on your home of the Rangers. 105.3 The Fan. And uh, good evening, uh, uh, Jared. How the heck are you? I'm great, guys. How are you all? We're doing great. The segment's brought to you by Rockwall Ford. Uh, what went right for the Rangers today in their loss to the Cubs? Uh, well, Corey Seager had a pretty impressive home run. Bubba Thompson, Josh Young all homered as well. I'd say that uh, those things went right. And then got a nice defensive play from Evan Carter and a nice defensive play from Luis Angel Acuna. Are you got? Are you with the the group of guys that believes Evan Carter's going to be the face of the team here in three four years? Oh, I don't know. You know, face of the team. That's uh, that's a lot, right? That you know, we're talking about a guy who, when he becomes a free agent, is going to be a two three hundred million dollar player. I mean, heck, in you know three to four years, who knows what the money is going to be? But uh, I definitely am in the camp of this guy is going to have a long, successful major league career. I think what is going to determine whether he's face of a franchise type versus just really good player who might make some all-star teams. Uh, And then obviously I'm not saying that's the floor for him. It could fall below that, but uh, is he going to be a guy who, uh, you know, gets on base at a high level, but doesn't slug a ton and maybe, you know, hits 10 to 15 home runs and 
20 to 30 doubles, or is he a guy who uh, is going to end up impacting the ball in a big way? And, you know, is a, a 20 to 25 or even 30 home run guy who, you know, gets you 30-plus doubles to go along with the athleticism? I mean, he, he's definitely got the potential for it. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, I'm always cautious over hyping guys, uh, you know, coming up through the system just because – the Rangers are in a position where they now need to convert these guys not into major leaguers but into really good major leaguers and that you know over the last decade has not necessarily been a strength but I think there's a lot of confidence that this current wave is going to change the complexion of that Jared we have a few games that uh, you've actually you know been able to to see and broadcast and is there anything that maybe fundamentally or you know defensively or just the way that the games have gone that they're different from like this year from last year. I, I mean, I'm just saying maybe with a different philosophy of how the the game's being played. I, I know maybe you don't get a lot out of a, a spring training game, but is there anything defensively or anything you've noticed about this team that's uh, uh, kind of caught your eye in a positive way? Yeah, I'd say more on the backfields, just the way they're going about their workouts and the things that have been emphasized, and it feels less going through the motions and more – you know, everyone's attentive and uh, openly or willingly kind of going back to the basics in some respects to make sure that, uh, you know, as this team grows, they've got the basics figured out. Um, I, you know, I'd say just from the games, the biggest thing that has stood out, and, and this doesn't necessarily answer your question directly, but uh, when you get to innings five, six, seven, eight, nine. And you get the guys who are, are backing up the starters. A little deep there, isn't it? It's Yeah, it's incredibly deep. It's yeah. so impressive. You got, you know, prospects galore. Uh, you know, it used to be that these kids were all in minor league camp and maybe one or two would come up every once in a while uh, and back up. But, I mean, you know, you look at a given game, uh, the back half of the game, you got Carter, Acuna, Harris, uh, Foscue before he got sent down. Uh, Duran, who, you know, still is young enough, he should be a part of that group. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few as well. I mean, it's just really impressive the depth uh, of the, the prospect group, but that they're now getting so close to being major league options. What's the the buzz on Jacob DeGrom ahead of uh, tomorrow's a bullpen, right? It's, so it's a live BP session, so he'll okay. face batters, not in a game situation. Uh, I, I'm sure he could pitch in a game situation if, you know, if this was the, you know, regular season or whatever, obviously he wouldn't be stretched out to go deep. But, you know, it's not like, you know, for people uh, who aren't really familiar with live BP, if you can throw live BP, you could throw in a Cactus League game. Uh, but it's just a way to, you know, let him continue to work on stuff in a controlled environment. And I'd imagine the next step after tomorrow, as long as he comes out of that clean, is to pitch in a game, whether it's a Cactus League game or a B game on the backfields. The advantage of the B game on the backfields is, again, you can just totally control things. You can make sure that he gets the amount of pitches you want. So, for instance, today, Ricky Venasco was pitching, and I think he got three outs and like seven pitches. And so the Rangers asked the Diamondbacks if they could send another batter up to make sure Venasco got the necessary amount of pitches they'd like for him to get in that given inning, and, and they did. So it's just a more controlled environment because it's not a sanctioned game. So whether it's a Cactus League game or a B game, I'd guess that's the next step after tomorrow. Jared Sandler joining us live from Rangers Spring Training, presented by Sonic. Mmm, good. good. Yeah. Jared, with the uh, Laoti Tavares news yesterday, who are some guys you're keeping an eye on that might need a step up if he's unavailable for opening day? Well, I think Bubba Thompson's got a really good shot to – 
you know, be in a platoon with someone like, say, a Travis Jankowski, and maybe they decide that they want to, you know, give Bubba full reign, righties and lefties, until Laody comes back. That's definitely possible, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being something of a platoon. You got Jankowski, who's a left-handed hitter, uh, Bubba, who's a right-handed hitter. Uh, Jankowski, like Bubba, very fast, can play center field. Uh, you know, at a high level, he's actually probably a little bit better defensively just when you consider the arm part of it, uh, and you're not overexposing Bubba right away. You know, I think that's a, a possibility and, and maybe the, the leader in the clubhouse. Certainly Bubba at this point is going to be involved. Uh, you know, Bruce Bochy isn't going to anoint anyone, uh, especially in Bubba's position at this at this time in spring, but, you know, he's all but said that uh, if Laoti's not able to make it, uh, it's likely Bubba will will be a part of it. It's just a matter of whether it's in a platoon or not. And that also opens up the door for, you know, some other guys to make the club who maybe otherwise wouldn't. And, you know, one thing Matt noted today, Ezekiel Duran in the this game alone played three different positions. And maybe it's just kind of coincidental in the way things played out. But uh, I do think that for Ezekiel Duran, it opens up the door for him to maybe have more of a role when the season rolls around. How excited were you for your guy, Daniel Jones, getting his extension today? Well, listen, I think he's really good. We've had conversations about that. I think he's been hurt by the fact that he's had some really bad receiving weapons. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins was his best receiver this year. You know, we all cry when Dak only has uh, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup's not at full strength. I'd love for Dak to throw to Isaiah Hodgins as his best receiver. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's worth $40 million, but I guess that's the going rate. But what I do know is that we're in a world where at the quarterback position, being able to run is no longer a gimmick. That is very much a part of playing the quarterback position. We used to kind of discard it as, oh, that's not sustainable, and, oh, it's kind of a gimmick and whatnot. And, you know, I don't think that the longevity is necessarily there. I don't know that a running quarterback like Daniel Jones is going to be able to be as impactful uh, with his legs for the next 10 years or anything like that. But the next few years, while he's young, while his legs are fresh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do uh, with another year of Brian Dayball. And that's the thing. Maybe get some uh, consistency with who this offensive coordinator is and get him further removed from Jason Garrett. Probably a good thing. Great stuff as always. Jared, what's next? More baseball tomorrow? More baseball tomorrow and the next day and the next day and for the next seven and a half months. Sounds good, <laughs> buddy. Uh, we'll see, see you guys. then. Take care. Jared Sandler, a must-follow on Rangers Twitter and, and a terrific insider pre- and post-game show host and play-by-play man extraordinaire. It's time now to catch up with Bobby Belt, our Cowboys insider here on 105 Through the Fan. As we move to 10 minutes until L.A. Live. And a good evening, Bobby. How the heck are you doing tonight? gangsters what's up guys <laughs> buddy uh, i'm trying to be optimistic about mike mccarthy but but i feel like i'm alone in this room at least is there anybody on on your show who could uh, see any any way that this uh, turns out for the good um i think it turns out for the good in the sense that uh we will we will have tangible answers good or bad and and so if you want the silver lining if it if it goes poorly then you're able to identify a mistake and correct it. And if it goes well, then, you know, the offense improved and it's it's all great. Um, I think they, look, I think just based off of some of the discussion points that we've heard from Mike McCarthy, I have a hard time seeing the offense being better next year. Um, but, I, I mean, they've got a chance to add different playmakers and maybe when they go through this offseason process, if, if Mike McCarthy is able to add people that 
more fit what he's looking to do and and fit this sort of West Coast concept, maybe it it works out better and works out more efficiently. Um, But I, you know, I I was listening to you guys, the opening segment when I was driving around earlier. And, uh, you know, I, I I think I agree with, uh, you know, when Wolchuk said he's, he's not optimistic about this going well I, I think that that's sort of where i'm at right now but i'm I'm very open to being wrong about it so you think dak will will succeed or struggle with the with the uh, adjustment to the west coast uh, passing scheme i i think that he'll i i don't think he's going to turn the ball over as much as he did last year that that's such a regardless of what people think about dak it is such a ridiculous outlier from the rest of his career to i, I mean he basically doubled his highest interception rate from his career last year uh, and so I, I don't think it's going to continue along that way. And I think that they are clearly, when you listen to Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, they're clearly going to do things that will limit some of the risk involved. And so in those senses, they'll be more successful. And I think Dak can have success with that. Uh, I just think that it's limiting the things that Dak does well, uh, the, the concepts. And so, um, you know, Mike is, has been in the league for a long time. He's worked with a number of quarterbacks if he thinks this is what's best for Dak, then I, I mean that's that's going to be proven out, uh, right or wrong, and and he'll get an opportunity to push that. But I, I mean, I, I at least respect the the firm belief that he has in his ideas on how to make Dak better, and that he was willing to go to the Joneses and pitch the case to do it. And and we'll see if he was correct. You know, he t- he talked about an extensive self scouting that's going on, and a lot of the offensive coaches home to you know focus on where mm-hmm. the offense goes from here. I just can't imagine those guys seeing what Dak does well and saying this is out too. You know, it's somewhere between fifteen and thirty five percent different. I, I think that leaves ample room in that sixty five to eighty five percent to keep the all of the things that Dak does well. Yeah, well, I mean, it, what have we said? They, they, I think they've said what thirty to thirty-five percent of the offense will be different, right? Um, I imagine. Yeah, it's been two different numbers. He said thirty to thirty-five, and before that, it was like fifteen to twenty. So somewhere between fifteen and forty percent, I guess. I, I would imagine. Well, I mean, that sounds about as consistent as Mike's statements have been over his time here in Dallas. So <laughs> okay. I, I think that uh, you know when you talk about that large section when he talks about the offense as a whole is going to be this percent different I think the vast majority of that is going to be the passing game so I don't think it's going to affect Dak as little as 30 percent I think that's 30 percent of the offense as a whole and most of it's focused on the passing game and so it's it's going to look different um and the route concepts and the progressions and the reads and everything else are going to be very different um you know and and we'll see how it works out I think the the way that you're going to hit big passing plays in this are going to be the you know quick strike catch and run things it's going to be the old joe montana slant to jerry rice runs for 60 like that'll be the type of big plays you but see but you need the yak players right now and you right yeah. and hey then that's you know when we talk about switching over the west coast and doing these things that absolutely is a, a great play for cd lamb i think i think this will will be a good move for cd lamb um but in terms of the really being able to pressure things vertically i know uh, brian you had talked about it the the differences in the concepts that you guys had to bring in in green bay that it was, yeah, it was West Coast, but we had to bring in these other concepts to pepper in to have success with it, whether it be the screen game of the Vikings or the vertical passing game of the Dolphins or whatever. Right. Um, this sounds, just from some of the comments, sounds like a more pure West Coast system, so I don't think the vertical passing game is going to be part of it. Is some of this an overreaction about the the turnovers last year? Because really until the, the second half of last season, that wasn't a massive concern in Dak Prescott's entirety of his career. <sighs> I, I don't think you can overreact whenever you lead the league in interceptions playing 11 games. 
Like, I, I mean, I, I don't think that you can just say it's an overreaction. I do think that it's not as much of a, it's not as big and as much of a long-term concern based off of his history, uh, but it's definitely a concern, and it's one that in the immediate term definitely needs to be corrected and find out what the problem is. Sure, were there some of the ones like bouncing off of Peyton Hendershot's chest? Yes, but there were way too many of them. Even if you take those out, you're still probably looking at 10 interceptions in 11 games. Like, there's still way too many of them, and they they never came up with a solid explanation as to why it was a problem um, and why it had become more of a problem than it had been in the past. Now, look, I know that there there were a lot of, you know, changes uh, in terms of with the offensive line, uh, in terms of you had Tyler Smith at left tackle. Um, you know, you had the Connor McGovern left guard play after there was a thought that Tyler Smith would play left guard. So you had some young and experienced players over there. I, I think that there, there was probably a lot on one of the things they probably don't want to, you know, say too much out loud. That is, is probably part of the reason is I think there's probably a lot on Dak's plate um, and, and a lot of responsibility that maybe hadn't been there pre-snap um and not just the pre-snap reads you know with the secondary but the pre-snap reads at the line of scrimmage um I, I think that some of that could have been at play and and could have been a factor here and regardless of what it is I think they couldn't roll in there next year with another hodgepodge scheme of Kellen concepts and Mike concepts it either needed to be what Kellen Moore wanted to run on offense or it needed to be Mike McCarthy because the mix wasn't working is the uh, the Zach Martin stuff? Uh, I don't think we got a chance to really discuss it with you yesterday, but I know that was part of your indie uh, discovery. Zach Martin, like, do you feel like this could be final year conversation for him? I don't know if it would be this one. Um, it, it's possible, but I think they, I think the Cowboys are definitely coming to grips with the idea of we've got to start finding out contingencies here, and I think they've learned from the Tyron Smith era and, and and the back end of this era where I think if you ask the Cowboys uh in an honest moment they'd probably tell you that they wish they would have gotten ahead of this by a couple years a, a little more quickly uh and, and I think that they're they're finding that it's that time now with Zach Martin where we're looking at the twilight of his career uh, even though he's still playing very well and they want to make sure that they're covered and that they're not left you know just you know kind of standing there in, in a lurch and so I think that a big part of this is going to be that they just want to cover themselves for whether it's next year or the year after or whatever. They want to make sure that they are covered in case Zach Martin decides, hey, I'm done. Time to hang it up. He was very reflective after the San Francisco game. He was the most emotional player I saw after they lost the playoff game. And, I mean, he's 33 this year. He's been in the league for a decade. He's played, even even though he came in, Three years after Tyron Smith, he's played just about as many games as Tyron Smith has in his career. And I think it's just there. there's probably some looking forward. And the Cowboys are recognizing that internally he's probably looking forward a little bit and saying, okay, how much longer do I have here? Do you think Tyron's like, is there a plan for Tyron Smith to be the starting left tackle week one? Oh, man, that's, I, I guess, Brian and I talked about this recently. We both said if we had to place a wager right now, it'd be, yeah, Tyron's going to play left tackle just based off of the way Steven talked about it. But, I mean, I I genuinely don't have a good sense of that one. I, I just, my inclination is to say, I guess so. Um, but I I think that something must have changed there. And, and it may have been Mike Solari coming here and uh, having certain ideas in place and, and fighting for Tyron Smith to be here. But I know that, 
there were a lot of people in early January who felt very confident in that building that this was probably the end of Tyron Smith here. And now it, it seems as though that's shifted. So if that's shifted, then yeah, he, he very well may be the starting left tackle. Maybe he's serving a Jason Peters role. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that one's way too early to call right now. Bobby, nobody likes the plan of all these mock drafts with tight ends being uh, selected. Those fools. Yeah, and so is is this about about the Cowboys trying to go out and get another weapon a la the wide receiver tight end guy that can catch? Or is this like this really about maybe some of the things you're hearing about uh, with Hendershot and 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 in that situation. Oh, I think, I think they like Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, yeah. Jake Ferguson. I think they yeah. like both those players, but I, I think that they, they want to add another dynamic pass catcher and whatever that player, whoever that player may be, or whatever position that player may play, whether it's receiver or tight end there, they want to add it. I just think that when you hear some of the chatter around the league and, and some of the chatter around Dallas is that, there is a decent chance that when they get to a point where they want to pick a dynamic pass catcher, that the tight end will be the better player than the receiver on their board, whatever round it is that they pick. And so I think they just recognize there is a real possibility that a tight end is somebody that they pick. Like Dalton Kincaid was mocked recently in, in two big mocks. So there, Todd McShay put him there, and I can't remember who else had him there, but, but two of the national mocks recently had Dalton Kincaid from Utah to the Cowboys coming out of combine. And I think that's noteworthy. And I, I think, I think the, the number of yeah, guys Dane, that they talked to. Dane had one. Dane had one and McShay had the other. Yeah. Well. And so I, I think that it's noteworthy that they talked to the tight ends that they did. I think it's noteworthy that Lunda Wells was in Indianapolis when the rest of the offensive staff pretty much was back in Dallas. Uh, and, and I think it's noteworthy that Jerry's talking about what an advantage a Kelsey is and how the mismatch of a, a really dynamic tight end is tough to cover. And you can make the argument that on offense, there's no greater mismatch you can get than a really dynamic tight end. Preach. Uh, because it's tough for defenses to cover. All right, Bob, anything else before I let you go? Just that I love you all. I love you too. There he love is, Bobby guys. Bell. Must follow Cowboys Twitter. Time now for LA Live. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Here's Lucius. Yeah, I might have a job for OJ right after Rick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you squares. Smoking, baby. Fire up this funk and let's have a toe. Hello, Twitter world. Yeah. It'll make you dance some everything. It's OJ here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get so tickled sometimes, you know. <laughs> it's LA Live for March 7th, 2023. Uh, it's a Taco Tuesday, by the way. Let's go. So I'm enjoy ready. that. I had uh, avocado toast for the first time this weekend. That's this your past first? weekend. It's my yeah, first time, bro. Oh, my so God. Bougie. Oh, my really God. It's so good. <laughs> It spreads it like good. butter. It's so yes, that's what it's like, butter. Yeah. Uh huh. But it's not like unhealthy, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. My. Such amazing. Is it I had a like bunch a, of salad what yesterday. Are you doing, man? Do you make it? Is you make it a guacamole and then put in the guac on the, or no. you just cut just the avocado the and then just, just slice it, it up, mush it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Put a little turkey it bacon is, on there and then it toast. Is damn good. Ham, hammer. Uh, let's see what we got. All right. Question for the Tolos on a Taco Tuesday. What's one thing you can't do anymore? One thing you <laughs> cannot do anymore without feeling washed. 
Oh, without feeling washed. Oh, one well, thing you cannot do anymore without feeling washed. Man, I just can't do that anymore. Over the last week, unfortunately, it's been walking. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been really struggling with my left hip. And it, it, it bothers me in a way that I think at some point I might get stranded. Okay? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of the physical therapy lifts yeah. and the total gym and yeah. yoga. I'm doing like 45 minutes yeah. at least uh, once a day, sometimes twice a day, trying to rehab myself into being able to walk. Do you feel like a sharp pain every once in a while? Like yes. This, it doesn't Very all sharp. the way hit there, but it's like, oh, yeah. man, if this keeps going, I might yeah. have a problem. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. that's yeah. a major problem. You got to stop and try to yeah. move it back. I put my left yeah. foot up on the grocery cart, and yeah. I kick around the store. I've had to do that twice now in the last couple of weeks. Sorry, and it's, bro. It's alarming because that's fully washed. Yeah, it, that is know, washed. I'm close to a I wheelchair. Can't walk. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty washed. What's one thing you can't do anymore without feeling washed, Eric? What's going on? Yo, it's just anything a- athletically. Like it, anything more than really a brisk walk, things begin <laughs> to hurt for me. Like a jog, I feel it in my knees and my back. If I if I spend like 30 seconds on a basketball court and I do anything more than just shoot like jumpers like horse style, my body hurts. Um, throwing a football even mm. like I feel it in my shoulder three days later like, still that shoulder yeah. like damn what happened in there I, I can't like maybe just putting is the only thing I can actually there do there you go Sorry, maybe bro. some swimming some cycling yeah, yeah. Swimming, swimming is hard as hell it is, it is. Yeah. it'll wear you out yep uh, how about you brother I kind of feel like I can't hit a golf ball anymore I mean I used to be able Never to could. play golf no seriously I was a, I could play golf back in the day I bet and this whole thing with the my crawfish pot injury on my right shoulder like i can't i can't really lift my arm but i can't turn on a golf ball like the back the lower back and the shoulder even trying is in your prime how far could you hit it oh i was oh i could hit the ball 285 290 Mm, that's a bomb when i was living in florida i was living there at uh, tpc at sawgrass playing golf every day shooting like high 30s low 40s like for nine holes and then i moved back here to dallas and it just my I mean, once I started cooking crawfish and lifting yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm curious about that. How did you hurt yourself cooking crawfish? Lifting the heavy pots. <laughs> I was like, what the no, hell? No, seriously. Nobody's going to ask him anything? Yeah, I was lifting, listening? Like, well, he, the, he shared that with us. He always oh. complains about his shoulders. and like, has dang crawfish balls. Oh, I should have known. Damn, bro. You cook for the whole army? Pot. It's those 100-gallon pots. Of you know they got liquid and crawfish Gosh, and I'm dang it. picking them up, moving them around, and literally my right shoulder is, man, is gone. Cooking gone. crawfish gone. for a whole county. Yeah, gone. Good God, yeah. gonna need an assistant. Can't hit a golf ball. Wish I could. Well, it, it is the uh, best shape of your life season, and uh, I currently am in the best shape of my life. Congrats, Walter. So I can walk and go up the stairs, and, I, and I'm fine. It's really the weights now. Now I'm starting to incorporate oh, the, the light weights. I oh. finally am. I got approval. Dude, I talked to them I'm about so it. I'm so proud of you. Um, Why didn't you? That should have been the headliner yesterday coming out of the weekend. Yeah, because I'm not proud of it. Walchuk's touching the iron. Because it's like, golly, I pick up a dumbbell and I feel like I'm 60 years old. So yeah, it's, I hear you. It's embarrassing. Dude, I wanted the 2.5s to, feel heavy at first, but I'm telling you, it'll get it'll get better. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to keep it to myself, but this now we're all just being vulnerable. You know, speaking of keeping things dog. to ourselves, I tried to do some push-ups last week in Arizona. <laughs> And I, I didn't get to double digits for the oh, first really? time in my life. You want to feel washed? I like six push-ups, dog. I was done. The text says jumping off of something higher than two feet. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 you used yeah, to sky yeah. off those things as a kid, clumsy. right? You're Now it's yeah. like, I, I, don't, I, I can't jump off this. I got to go yeah. one foot at a time off the tailgate. Yeah, right? It has to be thoughtful. Uh, what's one thing you can't do anymore without feeling washed? Getting up from the floor without 
holding on to something for aid. Wow. That, wow. That's, that's a good point. Oh, that's actually tough. Getting up off <laughs> the ground is, yeah. Yeah. is a challenge. You have to use a brace. Yeah. Use something to brace you. Let me grab that right here. Yeah. Uh, staying up late. I can't stay up late anymore because I'm washed. Mm. It'll I take me a few days. I hate getting up early. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Eating regular bread. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't eat regular bread anymore. Yeah, like Gluten-free, yeah. non-GMO bread. Yeah, yeah. What's one thing you can't do anymore without feeling washed? Can't drink thirty beers anymore. Mm. Shout out to that Tolo. Mm. Can't kneel down. Sorry, brother. Can't kneel down without thinking about it first. Getting dizzy. You kneel down, you get dizzy. <laughs> Give the big sigh. Yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah. I gotta get on the left. Can't do the right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah, scrolling to my birthday year on the applications. Uh, what else we got That's here? That's difficult. Yeah. Uh, I don't get ID at liquor stores anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's humbling. It really is. You ever see yourself in selfie mode and you're like, dang, I'm old, bro. Put that phone down. Fam, the next one is looking in the mirror. Okay, yes. And I don't even recognize the cat in the mirror anymore. That's not me, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, totally. I feel like me, but that guy right there ain't Who me. Is Who guy? is this guy? Yeah. There's so nothing well. scarier than that phone flipping from like seeing hey. out to then becoming the selfie oh. screen. Oh. Get back around. Oh, no. Oh. Blame it on the angle every time. It's not <laughs> yeah, the angle. Try yeah. those videos we did last week when I was doing food reviews. I was looking at myself like, man, what have I become? Well, yeah. tried being on the other side of it. I was taking the, the videos, Brian. <laughs> Queso's oh. dripping off his mouth. I, it's like it felt like I couldn't. Yeah, it was, He's got the entire I, Italian sausage in his mouth, oh, and he doesn't want to spend. Parts. He doesn't want to chew. He he wants to take two chews and then talk you through it while he's got a mouthful. It was it was you amazing. You crushed those, Brian. It was fun. We need to keep doing them. I felt old and bad. What's one thing you can't do anymore without feeling washed? Pre-game, then go out to the function. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. drunk. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Pre-game, function, the pre-game. You're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to make it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. You fall asleep on the couch somewhere. Staying out after 11, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to your childhood hometown can make you feel washed. Never left. I used to love that when my parents still lived within a few miles of the house I grew up in and driving out on that country road and cruising through that little neighborhood and seeing yeah. how much the trees have grown up. There's something really cool yeah, about that. Feels awesome. Yeah. Uh, Grand Prairie is not Grand Prairie anymore. It's a darn metropolitan city now. I, don't, I can't even recognize city, the joint. Yeah. Uh, bending down to pick up something from the floor. Absolutely. Can't do that without feeling washed. Absolutely. <laughs> Putting on shoes. Fool got to sit down and all, all his little bunny ears are tied to the side. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not down the middle. Yeah. They're on the side. <laughs> yeah, they are. There's a time where my sciatic pain was so bad, I had to have someone put my socks and shoes on for me. Oh, I'm man. not even kidding you. And you bad? were a young man when that happened. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then, and then like five years after surgery, I had like two months where it was real bad, too. And I was like, oh, Ooh. no. How Ouch. about 817 arguing with the old lady? Something you can't do anymore. <laughs> you know, at some point, yeah, it's just like, okay, that's how you feel. That's yeah, I don't fine. have the energy. Yeah. Don't yep. have the energy. You won. <laughs> and they have the energy because all of her conversations about her arguments with other people. <laughs> and then I told her, and then I did. I was like, damn, bro, how do you keep this up? This energy is amazing. <laughs> you have time every day. Gosh. A lot of words. I'll take a pass. Yeah. Uh, last thing. What's one thing you can't do anymore without feeling washed? I got this one. Eating out. I can't eat out. Really? I can't because I'll get sleepy as soon as I get full. Ooh, so yeah. wherever I'm at, I want to go home. If I'm at your that. house, I'm going to lay down and get myself real comfortable. If I'm in a restaurant, I'm trying to rush the whole thing. Like, all right, we need to yeah. go because I want to get to the house. Yeah. I get nervous if it's Tex-Mex or Outback. You know, the loaf of bread or the chips. I'll be so full before the entree even gets there. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like I'm, gonna, I'm about to waste yeah. 18 bucks on this entree. 
Yeah, yeah. But the bread is so good. Well, I crushed the, the burger from Jake. Shout out to Jake's game day. Shout they brought Jake's. us. But I got the no bun. Even that, I had it, and I'm in the middle of watching tape last night. Mm-hmm. I'm like slapping myself. Like, wake up. Stay awake. Stay awake. I was putting you to bed. It put me to sleep. Yeah, it'll do that. G, back of the day, we do it every day here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there, hit me up at Lucky Lucius P on social media. Our winner, Steve Harvey, was on a Late Night Jimmy's. Jimmy Fallon right here. And uh, Steve Harvey was talking about Jimmy's. Now, I was sitting up the other day, and I was just, you know, sitting there, and a Cialis commercial came <laughs> on. And I was sitting up there, and it says, it's for men who have erectile dysfunction. Now, I don't have that, but at 58, I'm probably going to get it soon. <laughs> so I set up a little bit. And then it says, if you have an erection lasting longer than four hours, call your doctor. Why would I do that? <laughs> if I have an erection that has lasted four hours, I'm not calling nobody. I'm taking selfies. <laughs> <laughs> That's one hour. Watch <laughs> out. That's hour number two. Fellas tripping, bro. <laughs> it's 3 30. Still here. <laughs> still here. Yeah, still here, baby. Four hours. I'm taking Fallon selfie tripping, with fam. the codes on. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, No, bro. yeah, no, you gotta call your doctor. <laughs> My man, Jimmy is wild. <laughs> Loves him since Man, a good laugh can set off a joke, though. <laughs> set it off. Yep. Uh, let's see. All right, I did tease OJ, so let me get to this. Headlines. You guys, uh, the Murdoch murders, you guys familiar with what happened with the Murdoch? Been tracking that a little bit. Oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm so glad you guys are familiar with that. Down there in South Carolina, prominent family. Uh, it all went down the hill after the fatal boating accident. Uh, Alec Murdoch, the lawyer. Stealing from his clients, stole a whole lot of money. Try to cover it up. Try to get his drug dealer to pop him. Man, there's so much drama in here. It's, it's, you it's, couldn't make this amount of drama up. It's, it's everything. And uh, let's see. Then he ended up popping his, you know, respectfully, his uh, son and wife. Anyway, yeah. I say this because can we ever normalize OJ? I don't think so. Don't, you don't think he'll think ever no. have a gig somewhere where we're just 25 years from now, if he ever lives that long, you know, just say, hey, you know what? In, 20, right, in 25 years, if he lives to be that old, there might be enough people that forgot about just, it. Just let it go. Well, I don't yeah. think they forget about it because every time he tweets or something, they yeah. they remind you, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. It is so weird to have him out in the public eye with such a big smile. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. I don't know, man. I think he might have a gift as an insider. Of okay. course, we know him as a football insider. A murderer. Probably won't get that. Come on. You see where I'm going with this? Court TV. You see where I'm going with yep. this? Court okay. TV. Yep. He know he doesn't talk about like murders and stuff like that. He usually talks about fantasy football and just football in general. OJ does. But this time he jumped on a murder conversation. Uh-oh. What? Well, I just told a buddy of mine, we were on the phone, and we were talking about this murder case. Come on. And I said, well, Man. you know, I don't know. You know, I think the guy might be able to... Uh, get some reasonable doubt uh, there. But I said, if the verdict comes back, <laughs> get a little reasonable doubt, because that's what's really important. It's <laughs> not about if he did it or not. It's that reasonable doubt. Tomorrow, he's going to be guilty. If the verdict comes back uh, next week sometime, that means they're probably fighting and there's probably some disagreement in it. Uh, one thing that I was told by the lieutenant uh, of the sheriff's department uh, when I was incarcerated, uh, 
in, in, in one of my cases. And uh, one of my cases, one of my cases. bro, come on, yeah. he's on fire. <laughs> After the police officers had testified in my case, uh, they said, you're going home. And I said, well, how can you guys be so sure? They said, when a jury sees somebody as lying, especially police officers, uh, they won't convict. And like it or not, those police officers, it was pretty uh, apparent that they were lying about stuff. Well, Talk about Furman, right? Yeah. yeah. Furman. Uh, that seemed to be Man the case Adder. here with Murdoch. Yeah. The one thing that the jury must have seen is that the guy's a liar, and once the guy's a liar, you can't believe anything he says. Now, I know the guy's a liar, and it's hard for me to think that he could have um, been on the stands five, six, seven days and without lying, and I guess that's the way the jury saw it. In any event, it's done. It's over now. <laughs> Down goes Murdoch. I'm just saying. Take care. What? Just saying. Just create a little bit of doubt, but you can't lie. Can't like lie. he could consult people uh, on defense. You know, here's your two key things. Can't Don't lie because they'll assume everything's a lie. Yep. And just create a little bit of doubt. And then have a, a $10 million defense team. You're good to go. I think OJ has a future as an insider on Court TV pop up every once in a while. Hey. Uh, we got a murder insider yeah. right here. Uh, OJ. <laughs> let's to, yeah, let's go to our on the field reporter. Yeah, on the field reporter. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, reasonable could, doubt. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, me either, bro. Anything for ratings, right? Yeah, well educated. I mean, you want to get some ratings, we're sliding down there anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's time for me to go, bro. Oh, my gosh, Dawson. That's good. Good content. Uh, good. Okay, let me get, yep. uh, and I want to give a PSA to the people out there that's driving in the roads. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Be safe. Uh, be nice on the road. Your actions can hurt people. You hurt this person. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Yes, I did. I was literally just driving home from babysitting. <laughs> And I was going the speed limit, and then he literally just goes like this to me, and I was like, what? I'm so mean, and like uncalled for, and I don't know why I'm so upset. She got flipped off while driving. Oh my goodness. So y'all y'all be safe out there. <laughs> You're hurting people, bro. You're hurting people. I don't know if she's ready for the road. That, that should be part of the driver's test. Yeah. Can you get flipped off without crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, coming up next, Calvin Watkins, Morning News Cowboys writer, has a mock draft for you and was on the scene covering Dak today as he spoke with reporters. Uh, it's coming up next here in the G-Bag Nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.